This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Welcome to everybody who is still online. We are so happy to see all of you and all of you. And oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh. We are a welcoming community, and we welcome those of you who are able to be here physically and those of you who are not able to be because you live somewhere else in the world or because you haven't been vaccinated yet and you don't feel comfortable or whatever your reason is, you're traveling and you're camping and you're watching on your phone. We, we just welcome you all. We welcome people of every color, of every race, we, don't, we really don't have any criteria for whether or not you are acceptable. Everyone is welcome here. So let's say our mission statement together. We are a vibrant, welcoming, multi-generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's so wonderful to hear people's response. <laughs> oh, birthdays, that's right. to you. Happy birthday everybody. Happy birthday to you. Good morning Unity. I haven't done that in so long. Oh my gosh. I've been waiting to say this for a year and a half. You can't sing from your seats, you gotta sing from your feet. Everybody stand up. Yeah. All right, I'm happier. Go ahead. All right. Well, this is a very appropriate song for how I'm feeling right now. I hope y'all feel the same way. Bless, 
Starbucks? <laughs> celebrations. So we've got celebrations hybrid of online with y'all and right here. So Claire, come on up. Hasn't she done an amazing job this year? Good morning. Oh my gosh, to have have faces here. I know. It's like <laughs> it's so emotional. I know. Oh, I know. I didn't know what would come up for for me today, but I'm so excited to have you guys back here. That's all right. That's okay to do. <laughs> yep. We're we're crying. I mean, we're a bunch of crybabies here anyway, right? Right, Carol. <laughs> so I have. So we have people watching online. So making all this work. So it's it's fun, and everyone online knows what's going on. So just a shout out again, if you are watching through the website, if you reduce your screen, your um, video, you can see the chat box on the side and you can put your um, chats and comments and celebrations in there. I had for online, Marilyn Holler sent me an email yesterday because she's now living over in the Valley, so she will continue to watch online, but she's getting to see her son for the first time face-to-face -face in two years right now. So, woo, we're celebrating that with you. Marilyn, um, Shalom is watching online, and she is celebrating just life starting to open up. So we're so grateful, right? Okay, who has celebrations here today? Any celebrations? Okay, Carol, what you got for us? I have a June birthday coming up, <laughs> and um, I'm going to California in a couple of weeks. If anybody wants to come with me, let me know. Yeah, she's been looking for a travel buddy. So, okay, anyone else? Tamara. First off, I'm going to ask that everybody here in the room take a moment and let's celebrate the inner workings of this team that pulled everything together for all the time that we were out. And the other thing is, after five kids in God knows how many decades, the last one graduated high school yesterday. <laughs> Nolan has a celebration back here. Can you get us down here, Nolan? Okay, come here, Nolan. Because Kevin's doing this on camera, so people online can see. Uh, celebration. I have my first tournament game on Thursday. Baseball tournament game. Okay, Jim Pazmore, you're always celebrating. Hey, thank you. I'm celebrating that my granddaughter Shahali is living here with us for two months. She's hiding in the back. Stand up, Shahali. <laughs> and we're he and we're heading off on a motorcycle trip for three days. Whoa. Exciting. Okay, who else? I saw. All right, Eric and Dave. I'm celebrating that my girlfriend, Lava, and her kids, Denze and Tovin, are here. I'm not going to call them out because I don't want to embarrass them, but they are here, and that is very awesome to me, so I just wanted to celebrate. And it's so nice to hear people yeah. <laughs> and see people in my own way. Yay. All right, Dave. I'm celebrating much like Nolan. We have a tournament this week, but what I'm really celebrating, I love baseball, don't get me wrong, but this is the last week of baseball. <laughs> 
I am celebrating how this community would meet me every, t every other month in the parking lot on Saturdays and drop off food this, since the fall, which has been great and ongoing. So thank you, community. It's awesome that we've been providing food and we are continuing, but it's been pretty cool to like, be able to see people like that. So thank you for all your donations. Thank you for doing that, Anna. All right, couple more. Anyone? Jose. You've got lots to celebrate. I follow her on Facebook. Man, she's just full of celebrations. So, yeah, I am celebrating personal transformation um, as well as transformation going on at my house. All kinds of painting and new doors and new light. And then my, my property is started really starting to look like an oasis, which has been my dream for five years of owning that house. And I've got some wonderful help. So, yeah, I'm just celebrating like life is high right now. So, and being here. <laughs> All right, Derek, you wrap it up. I'll wrap it up. I'll try and make it quick because I have so much to be grateful for. I'm grateful that my niece and her kids are here with us today. I'm grateful for my amazing, beautiful wife. I'm grateful for just all of us, each and every one of you being here today. How awesome is this? And, um, and spirit and the universe has been really good to my wife and I, so we're grateful for that and celebrating. I'm going to start doing something for the next maybe six weeks or so where we really get to acknowledge as a community the impact that this whole pandemic has had on our lives. And so we're going to take it in little bites because it's really important. It, it does something for our nervous systems when we allow ourselves to acknowledge what is, even when it isn't great. But there have been great things about this time, as well as things that really sucked. So this is our time to talk about our highs and our lows. And, you know, I mean, this could be an hour-long conversation, but we're not going to take an hour. Instead, what I'd like you to do is turn around behind you. And everybody, I want everybody to have a partner so some of you, depending on where you're sitting, might have to get up and move. But I'm hoping that you'll talk to somebody that you don't live with who has heard <laughs> all your stories already. Um, so, and this includes the kids, because the kids have, have had these experiences too. The ones that don't talk are exempt, but everybody else <laughs> has a chance to say, what was something really great for you about this time, and what was something that was really hard? Okay, so we're gonna take about two minutes. So first of all, just get where you need to get to be with somebody, and I want everybody to do this. Reverend Jane. Huh? I'm Reverend Jane. I'm Angel. Angel. Hi. So nice to meet you. And what's your name? Oh, yeah. What is it? Welcome, though. This is awesome. Athena. Oh, what a beautiful name. So what was the high for you? Um, we got to spend a lot of family time. Mm -hmm. So we got pretty close. Yeah.
helpful. And for those of you who are online, for those of you who are online, I'm sorry I forgot to say and enter into the chat what your highs and lows were. I hope, I hope you figured that out on your own, but um, we're still getting used to the two audiences here. Um, so right now I want to have some meditation time because that's a lot, what you just shared. It was like your whole year encapsulated in a few things that you shared. And so let's just take some time to be with that together. So you want to play some soft music? For those of you who are here in this room, touch your chair consciously. If you're close enough to a wall, touch a wall. And just let yourself bless this space that has been longing for you to return home to it. And for those of you who are online, just touch your computer, your phone, and bless the technology that allows us to stay connected to you. And we just take this into prayer. And we pray that this community comes back with such a resurgence of vitality and we ask that not only for this community but we claim that for all of the spiritual communities in our in our area and in our country and in our world because spirituality is the juice that keeps us going on a higher level and above the fray And we pray not only that we all remain healthy, but for all of those in our community. We pray in particular for our children. Our hospitals are still full of people who are suffering from COVID, and many of them are young people. We pray 
that the spirit of life that is our essence is predominating now. And those who are in the hospital are finding healing. And we hold all those who have crossed to the other side and those who are preparing to cross, we hold them and those who, who are so sorrowful to let them go, we hold them in our hearts. And we claim that we know the truth. Life does not end. We are the life. And we are continuing always even though our forms change, our circumstances change. But we, the light that we are, remains ever vibrant. I know that there are people in this room and people in our virtual room who are suffering right now in various ways relationships that have been lost, jobs that have been lost, health that is precarious. It is easy to go into a place of deep sorrow, and yet we claim that these circumstances are not our truth. They are like the weather. They pass. And we like some weather better than we like others. We like some circumstances better than we like others. But no matter the weather, no matter the circumstances, we are the life that is. We have the power of the creator of all that is. For that creator is not a person, but an energy force that expresses as each one of us. And so whatever it is that we feel we need, we claim that we have it and we remember that we have it. We are so blessed. We are so blessed. Let's just sing to affirm that now.
prayer together. Love is our ultimate reality, present and whole. It radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer healed and illumined by love. And so it is. And now we have something, especially for the children in the room, but we all are kids at heart, right? I think you're going to love this. This is a story called The Very Impatient Caterpillar. Just look at that. Does that look like a face you have seen before or made before? Okay. This morning? <laughs> Let's go. Hey, what are you guys doing? We're going to metamorphosize. <laughs> Meta what now? transform into butterflies. Right, right. I knew that. Wait, you're telling me I can become a butterfly? Yes. With wings? Yes. For real? Yes. Wait for me! Now what? Build your chrysalis. Chrysalis. Right, right. I knew that. What? How, how did you do that? Is it a spin or more of a twirl? Am I a butterfly yet? Ugh. Now what? Just be patient and let nature take its course. Patience. Right, right. I got this. Am I a butterfly yet? No. How about now? No. Now? No. Be patient. I have a question. Not yet. You don't even know what I was going to ask. Fine, ask. How's your day going? Also, am I a butterfly yet? No! Just be patient. Have any of you felt like this as we've been going through this pandemic? Is it over yet? <laughs> Shh, we're trying to metamorphosize. Okay, okay. Obviously, I know this, but do you know how long this takes? Two weeks. Right, right, two weeks. Two weeks? <laughs> Oh, what am I going to do in here for two weeks? Can I get a comic book or something? What if I want a snack? Hello? Two pizzas, please. My address? A chrysalis. Click. Hello? Hello? How long have I been in here? Boing, boing with the ping pong paddle. What if I need the bathroom? Anyone want to play a game? It's still day one? <laughs> this is taking four 
ever. That's it. I feel metamorphosized enough. Look out, world. Feast your eyes on this beautiful butterfly. How do I look? Transformed? Time to spread my wings and fly? Eric, you can't see this, but he looks quite the same as he did a day ago. Wait. Flap, 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 flap. Where are my wings? Splat. Time for a new approach. <laughs> Familiar also, yes. <laughs> okay, you can do this. You can be patient. I was reading a book. You can transform your life. Okay, who am I kidding? I can't be patient. Toss that book away. Looking in the mirror, talking to himself. You are the little caterpillar that could. I am the little caterpillar that couldn't. Get a grip! You can! I can't! I can't! You can! I can't! You can! I can't! You can! I can't! Can! Can't! The squirrel outside is really interested in this conversation it can hear. Meanwhile, all the other little chrysalises are fairly quiet. But inside this one, I can be patient. Patience is all in the mind. That's day two. Day three, be one with the chrysalis. Day four, deep breath in. Day five, and out. Look, day six. Day seven, I'm doing it. Day eight, just be patient. Day nine, he's starting to dissolve a little. Day 10, dissolving more. Day 11, dissolving more. Two weeks later, he's starting to come out. I did it! I'm a butterfly! You know, I do feel transformed. Starting now, I'm going to be way more patient. That's great. Hey, where are you all going? We're migrating. Migrating. Right, right. Wait for me. Are we there yet? <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> This has been a journey, hasn't it? So we're going to have a song, and then Sylvia Hayes, our wonderful Sylvia, minister almost, <laughs> is going to give us a talk on the pandemic as a portal. So Eric, will you treat us to your beautiful music? Dave. Thank you. When you walk through the storm, hold your head up high, and don't be afraid of the dark. 
at the end of the storm there's a golden sky and the sweet silver song of the lark walk on through the ovation in case you couldn't feel that. So I have never started a talk like this, but I have to start by apologizing for my face. Yesterday, I, w I got a little overly confident with my beehive, thinking that I could go through all the frames doing what I needed to do without putting my suit on. And I got through six frames, and then on frame seven, they were like, uh-uh. I got nailed probably seven or eight times on this side of my head. So yes. Um, and I was, I was thinking about getting ready this morning, and I woke up and I looked at myself. I was like, i gotta, I got to give the talk. And I start putting makeup on, and I remi remember that old saying of, it's like putting a party dress on a pig. That's, that's, <laughs> that's kind of how it felt today. So um, 
Uh, you know, now that in so many places the physical threat of COVID is fortunately uh, dipping off, there's a lot more emphasis being put on mental health and mental health issues. And I've been worried about one of my neighbors. And the other day I went out and I saw her like in her backyard talking to her cat, like really seriously. And you could tell that she was believing that that cat was understanding her, and I thought it was odd. I went back in my house and told my dog about it, and we laughed our tails off. <laughs> in all seriousness, Jane just got it, I think. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, man, we have been, and really still are, going through something truly extraordinary together. There was the world before COVID-19, and the world after, and this will go down as a defining point in the history of modern humanity one way or another. And we really don't yet know what the outcome's gonna be, what it's going to lead to. For me, in the first couple weeks, I was thinking, you know, it's no big deal. I didn't, I, I was pretty healthy, I thought it was gonna be all right. But then, I'm kind of, a, I'm science trained, and I started looking at the science and the trajectory, and I began to realize, man, this could be, this could be really something serious. And then much of the world, at least those places fortunate enough, enough to be able to do so, went into quarantine. We had never ever experienced anything like that before. And my own reaction kind of surprised me. Yeah, I had some concern. You know, I was a little bit concerned about my safety, but more so about a couple of loved ones who were more fragile, would have been more susceptible. Yes, I was worried about what's the heck's it gonna mean for my business and my finances and all of that. But I also was excited. I had a sense of, huh, you know, maybe, maybe there could be something powerfully positive in this. I, I sensed an opportunity for a collective reset. I could not have seen that we would lose hundreds of millions of people. And that, that means many hundreds of millions more who are suffering with extreme grief. I could not have seen that coming, and that is a very hard truth. And as Jane mentioned, this has been an extraordinarily challenging time for <laughs> unprecedented number of people. However, along with the grief, this pandemic has offered some important insights and some lessons. You know, I think first and foremost, it shows we are really connected. We human beings, we're connected across the globe. Rich uh, countries are getting more and more vaccines to poorer countries because hopefully some of it's from goodness of our hearts, but also because, you know, we have, it's a global pandemic. We are all connected. What happens in one place matters to all of us. It's, a, it's been a wonderful example of, of neighbors stepping up and being more neighborly. That certainly happened in my neck of the woods. I met several neighbors in my little block I'd never known before. Great stories of strangers helping people, the, the, the more vulnerable, just stepping in and, and that sense of community that often does come when we face uh, a significant collective challenge. The slowdown of the global economy even gave us a chance to, to see up, you know, firsthand, this Mother Earth can heal if we take our foot off her back, right? I mean, that, that example alone was hopeful to me. 
A few days into, the, into all of this, as it was, everything was closed down, my gym was closed too. And I was in this kind of excited frame, and so I turn on this head-banging rock music, and my house is small, 960 square feet, and I'm dancing around, banging it out to ZZ Top, you know, in my kitchen, and doing push-ups and getting my workout in, and John, my beloved, call my dog, is looking at me from the couch like, oh my lord, I'm just staying over here. Um, John calls, and he, I'm out of breath, and he can hear the music in the background, which is really unusual for me, and he says, whoa, Syl, how you doing? <laughs> I said, darling, I think I was born for the apocalypse. <laughs> now, ba bear with me for a second. I know apocalypse can be a scary word, but the Greek root of apocalypse actually means to uncover or lay bare or disclose. And in many ways, COVID-19 has kind of laid bare deeper pandemics, pandemics of belief and separation pandemics of spiritual starvation, pandemics of a disconnect from humanity with the rest of nature. Now, unity's third principle is that we co-create our reality through thoughts we hold in mind. When our personal lives blow up, I speak from experience here, that's often a time when we will take a step back and we'll take stock and we'll, we'll look at what are the norms? You know, we get knocked off of our, our normal way of doing things, and often that'll be a time when we reflect and think, okay, what are the norms that I, that I want to take forward? This is exactly the opportunity before us with this extraordinary virus and this extraordinary experience that we've all been in. I have said it before, I don't know if everything happens for a purpose, but I know we can make purpose of everything that happens. It is in our power to repurpose this pandemic from just crisis to portal, a portal for personal and collective rebirth. As more and more of us are getting vaccinated and infection and illness rates are dropping in many parts of the world, um, we hear a lot of talk about getting back to normal. And I'm just encouraging everybody, as I have been through this whole darn thing, to reconsider what normal, what we want normal to be. What are the norms we want to bring forward in our own personal lives? And what are the things we want to release? Um, there are three concepts, in fact, that I think uh, are full of potential right now. One of them is release, one of them is focused intention, and one of them is conscious evolution. Now, one of Unity's 12 spiritual powers is the power of release, of letting go. Um, we keep ourselves, we tend to keep ourselves in our comfort zones even when it's uncomfortable because it's familiar, right? It's usually when we get knocked out of a comfort zone that we really have the courage or the time or the desperation to really, you know, really think about what do I want my new comfort zone to look like. This is a fabulous time to consider that as we begin to move back into more regular connection. So, so think about it, you know, maybe you actually liked being home more. Maybe you like eating out less, making great meals at home. Maybe you prefer to homeschool your kids, or not, <laughs> or not on that last one. 
<laughs> for me, I'm totally surprised. I've been a gym rat since I've been 17. But I actually, over this last year, I have a little home gym and I know what I'm doing. It's like I've got to where I, I realize I like working out at home. I like doing more of my workout outside as well, outdoors. And thank goodness, we, those of us who are lucky enough to be in this room or, or on with us online who live in places where we could get outside, man, was that a blessing this last year and a half. So, you know, I decided if I'm going to spend money every month, I'd rather spend it on massage than a gym membership for me. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, you know, for many of us also, our travel patterns really changed. Just a little while, mostly shut down. So now that the pandemic is kind of winding down, we hope, in many places, my beloved John, he brought out a big map of uh, the world and pinned it up, and he gave me a dart, and he said, babe, you throw that dart, and anywhere it lands, that's where I'm going to take you now that the pandemic is easing. <sighs> We're going to spend a couple of weeks behind the fridge. <laughs> I'm just making sure you're still awake, still with me. <laughs> Seriously, though, this is a perfect time to consider the habits and norms that we want to carry forward and what we want to release. And on the deeper level of release, it's really about our thinking and our thoughts, right? The thinking and thoughts that keep us limited. When we really lean into new thought principles, it's actually a mind training exercise, or often a mind untraining exercise, letting go of old beliefs and thoughts and unquestioned assumptions. Um, when we keep damming up our, our thinking with thoughts of, of doubt and of fear and of othering, we really block the our full potential. A Course in Miracles has a wonderful image that, that, that encourages us to clear off the altars of our mind to allow for sacred to rise up and rest there. I absolutely love that. So making a habit of, of more empowered thinking is a, is a, could become a viral pandemic that would be massively beneficial to our world. We're each an extension, as Jane mentioned, of God, source of the infinite. I'm asking you to consider releasing littleness and stepping into the fullness of what you really are, the magnitude and grandeur of yourself as a divine being. We have an opportunity every single moment to do that, but an extraordinary one right now. The second pandemic as portal power play um, is focused intention. You know, our, again, our third principle, we're co-creating our reality through our thinking. And when we're just allowing our intention to flip and wander around, we often inadvertently are actually focusing energy on things we do not want. So focusing that intention. When we're, when we're, when we're unfocused, we're often sacrificing peace by, for instance, thinking about the obnoxious thing that that person just said and what we'd like to tell them. We're, we're thinking about the job interview, worried that it's going to be a no, instead of putting that focused intention on a big yes. The there's a power move. I've mentioned it to you before, but one of, my, one of the things I do love about A Course in Miracles is it's just mind-blowingly 
profound and also super duper practical. And it has this little exercise in it that helps with focusing this thinking, focusing this intention. And it's simply choose again, choose again. You find yourself getting fearful about some potential future thing that you can't control, choose again. You find yourself thinking negative thoughts about the guy who said the obnoxious thing, choose again. It's a really, really powerful, simple little device. And then the operative word here in my talk is play. It's pandemic as portal power play. A lot of times I think those of us in new thought because we know that our thoughts have power and we're human so the thoughts often spin off down some, some trail that doesn't feel so positive and then we get nervous about that. I am learning that the lighter I get, the more playful I can get with the spirituality, with these principles, with these teachings, the more powerful they are. And it sure is, it sure is a whole lot more fun. So the real opportunity in this extraordinary time that we're traveling through together is, is to create new and better no norms for ourselves personally. And I think there's also tremendous opportunity to create new and better norms collectively. In healing of the collective conscious, for it to actually become a portal to the more beautiful world we all want to be part of. All of nature is constantly in a state of evolution. We're interacting with, being shaped by, shaping our environment continuously. What's so mind-blowingly cool about being a human being right now at this particular time is that we have the chance to consciously direct our evolution. Teilhard de Chardin, or Chardin a, Jew, a Jesuit priest, a scientist, and a paleontologist, he was born in the 1880s and passed in the 1950s. And he came up with the concept of a noosphere. N-O-O-S-P-H-E-R-E. -E. So think of an atmosphere around the planet. But the noosphere is actually a layer created by mind activity. It's a layer created by collective consciousness, by all of our thinking. And according to this, this, this theory, it's growing as our language grows. It's growing as our consciousness grows. It's growing even as globally connected um, communications systems grow. And I want to read a short piece. This is a book called Connected. It's not my favorite, actually. It's about um, an experiment to see, to try to measure global connectivity. But I want to read this chapter. The, the author's name is Roger Nelson. And he says, Carl Jung, Henry Bergson, Bertrand Russell, Tehard, and others of like mind have suggested also that because humanity is reflective and creative, we can make decisions and take actions that will direct and shape our own evolution. There's little doubt this is true, but we have only begun to sense this power, just in time to take control of ourselves so that we may accelerate the maturation of a noosphere, or layer of intelligence for the earth. The integrity, from our own pos the integrity of our own possible home, this beautiful world, is in great danger from our own destructive and careless misunderstanding. And it's time for us to see ourselves growing toward the next stage of humanity. The future of human is reaching toward us 
and drawing us into an awakening earth mind. I love that. The future of our species is reaching toward us and pulling us forward in consciousness. The wonderful late Barbara Marks Hubbard, she called the newosphere a superorganism. She called it the thinking layer of the earth. And she said it could either destroy or it could solve every single problem that we think is however big and actually help us actively evolve. She said that the, just before she passed, she said that the newosphere is getting ready to open its collective eyes. It's a cool thought. We're here at an extraordinary time. All of the unhealthy, immature aspects of humanity's thinking are right in front of our noses now. Can't really run from it anymore. It's right there. Environmental problems, racism, the terrible things that we do through othering. The era of separation is coming to an end. The, the era of materialism has run its course. We are right now, I fully believe, in the beginning of an entirely new era with new systems and new ways of interacting and new ways of, of, of relating because we have to be. Evolution happens when it hits a pressure point. And we get to be here right now in this time at this point of an evolutionary quantum step. I think that's exciting personally. We kicked off the season of the Earth nine weeks ago, and I showed a video clip of the, the names of millions of environmental organizations. It's just a scrolling list, and if you remember, the list is scrolling, and it's got all these names of environmental organizations from all over the world who are working toward a healthier relationship with this planet. Now, if you had started watching that video clip nine weeks ago, right here, and watched it 24-7, every single day, you still, right now, nine weeks later, would not be at the end of the list. That's how many organizations are out there trying to take this evolutionary step. Now, if you were to add all the organizations that are working right now on racial justice, child welfare, better treatment of animals, all the causes that a more beautiful world is trying to bring in, it would be months and months and months past that. It's billions of people at this point dedicated to ushering in new and better and more beautiful norms. And we know that it's going on. That's a really, really new development. That knowledge that all of that positivity is at play has become part of this newosphere. It's part of our collective consciousness. There are cosmic forces at work helping to house clean the old so-called civilization, so that we can all be part of birthing a new and more positive one. COVID-19 really helped put humanity's connectedness right in front of our faces. And it also demonstrates that we can do extraordinary things when we put our minds to it. The development of effective vaccines that fast is totally unprecedented. We can solve the problems before us. And the more that each one of us really, really works on our own conscious evolution, the more we become not just a revolutionary force, but an evolutionary force. We're spiritual beings having a human experience and the, with the whole power 
of creator, as Jane mentioned, of this, of this life force is with each and every one of us. Every time we have a conscious recognition of the oneness, every time we recognize that the universe itself is part of that life force, we help to add more intelligence, more intelligence to our collective consciousness. It's possible to have a healed world when we're all doing the work and committing to healing our own minds. That's an aspect of conscious evolution. We're in a time of apocalypse together. It's a time of unveiling. It's a time when aspects of the less beautiful world are becoming less comfortable, giving us a chance to really birth something new. I want to read one more, um, one more section. What page was I on? From this book, Connected. I have it marked, and I've lost my mark. 291. So, Grandfather Stocking Wolf was um, an Apache who never uh, was from a from a band that were never they never surrendered. He actually grew up in the mountains in Mexico, never went to reservations, and was um, quite a powerful force. And he was born in the 1880s in a time of quite a lot of violence uh, in that area. And I want to read what he says here. If a man could make the right choices, then he could significantly alter the course of the possible future. No man, then, should feel insignificant, for it only takes one man, or woman, I would add, one man, to alter the consciousness of mankind through the spirit that moves in all things. In essence, one thought influences another, then another, until the thought is made manifest throughout all of creation. It is the same thought, the same force, that causes an entire flock of birds to change course, and then the flock has become one mind. That's the possibility before us. We are living in an extraordinary time. And our question is, what do we want to do with this spectacular gift that we each have been given, complete with the challenges? We're being called to go beyond ourselves as we now exist. The times are calling for it. Can you feel it? Can you feel that? I can feel that. That's what I felt at the onset of this challenge. We're being asked to push past the limits of our humanness. We're being pushed out of norms and comfort zones. And yet each step along the way, we have God's source creator with us, and we have access to divine order all around us. So I'm just encouraging everyone here in this room, online, everyone, to step through your own personal portal and take your own lives to the next level to allow that goodness to flow and also to lend your unique, beautiful power to helping create a new and better norm and a more beautiful world. Here's to creating pandemics of peace, pandemics of planetary healing, pandemics of kindness and love, and pandemics of unity. And so it is. Peace out.
Thank you. just going to take a few minutes now for Thank reflection. You. Sylvia shared so much with us and to give it a chance to let it sink in. be in the place of grief and to allow our thoughts to sink down into despondency. And whenever I am with the rest of you, I find that my thoughts lift, whether it's because I can't stand up here and give you a really depressing talk <laughs> and, and keep the job. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's actually my job <laughs> to think positively. <laughs> Whether it's because of that or it's just the contagion factor. And, and I was so inspired, Sylvia, by your, your talk about the noosphere and, and being able to enlarge that and expand the light of that. And, and I think that maybe beyond the nose sphere is the spiritual sphere, whatever we want to name that, but it, and they inform each other. So just like the nose sphere is going to inform the choices that we make on the physical plane, the spiritual plane is going to inform our thoughts. Yeah, so, so that's the business we as a spiritual community are in. We are in the business of enlightening this noosphere, of embodying love so much that it can't help but grow lighter. So 
This is a time for gratitude and a time for giving. And, and so I want you to think about who we are and what you're giving your energy to. And while you're thinking about that, and you, you can text, wait, let's not, let's not sing yet because I, I want to preach a little more here. <laughs> no, but while, while you're thinking about that, I want you to think about what is the impact? Where is this going? So it's when you're writing out a check or you're texting your contribution, however you want to do it, as you think about that, don't just, don't make it just the physical thing. Say, this is my energy. This is my impact in this world. We have a whole audience here that is online that we can't see them. But they're there. And we appreciate you so much. And every act we take, every kindness that we make, every generous use of our finances that we give, this has ripples that we cannot see and we have to see it with the eyes of faith. And as you're preparing this, I, I just want to thank a few people. I, I want to thank Dave, who is, he, you know, we, we are so aware when Eric sings or Anna sings or Victor sings because the singer is kind of taking the, the spotlight and they're wonderful and we appreciate them so much. And Dave makes it all work, you know, and <laughs> and in the back corner, those of you over here, or those of you on the online can't see, but Kalinda Wolf Finch is sitting there holding space, holding the presence. And she has done that every Sunday throughout this whole pandemic. <laughs> and there are so many other people that I want to recognize. I, I just don't want to do it all at once. But right now, Claire Kubota and Kevin Kubota come up here front and center. <laughs> These two have kept our community together. Between them, Make sure you are, because <laughs> Nico can't move the camera right now. <laughs> we, we would not have been able to have our services, certainly not looking so good, without this man right here. I mean, he... The, these two have had a business, Kubota Photography, all this time. 
and they've worked hard and they've built up their business and they've finally gotten to the place where, okay, you know, we can, we can step back. We, you know, we're sort of testing the retirement waters and on comes the pandemic. <laughs> this is what retirement looks like for these two. I mean, they have been working, I'm pretty sure more than 40 hours a week on Unity as volunteers. Never, they never ask for anything. And the technology has been so amazing and you just have no idea. Every time I turn around, it's Kevin's taking care of this, Kevin's taking care of that, Kevin's taking care of this. Claire is the president of our board, which in and of itself is usually kind of a big volunteer job. But as if that weren't enough, here she is being, you know, the Oprah of celebrations <laughs> every Sunday. She, when, when I hit the wall and I just realized I can't keep doing three jobs full time and survive, and it's not a particularly elevating example for anybody of how to do self-care, she stepped in and figured out from the inside out what is involved in all the operations part of my job by doing it. Yep. <laughs> and, and now she's exhausted too. <laughs> but, but in the process, she figured out systems so that it doesn't have to be exhausting. But she did all this as a volunteer. And I feel like these two are, are the heartbeat of our community. They have kept us going, and I am so grateful to both of you, and our community is too, and this basket oh my. is our thank you. <laughs> we did this all on the sly. And <laughs> So for the first time, we actually get to pass an offering basket. <laughs> you still can text, because that's a really cool way to do it, or get on your computer. The, our prayer claims, we haven't printed them yet, um, and I don't, I don't know yet if we will or not. It's really kind of nice for it to be online. It's easier technology. It's nicer for the earth. But people haven't been doing it, so I don't know if that means we need to give you a piece of paper and say, class, write your prayer claims. But it would be really nice to get us praying together as a community. So this is your time to do those things. And let's sing while we're doing it. Thank you. 
time we've done that in front of people. <laughs> and all of the ones that went in through the virtual world we bless as well. From the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. So these folks here are greeters. Russ is our head greeter. And if you would like to be a greeter, you can check that little box on that paper we gave you of volunteer opportunities. So that's one. The biggest thing we need is back there in the technical department. Nico, who is a 20-something, is heading off to Bali. And, you know, so we are so happy that at that age, he gets to have that experience, and that leaves Kevin all by himself. This is at least... It's at least a three-person job up there on a Sunday morning. And it would be so nice if some Sundays Kevin could be up here talking, Yay. if he could be hosting, Yay. if he could be Sleeping going in. to the coast Sleeping or wherever in. he wants to go. But that can only happen if he has some reliable volunteers I don't think you have to come every single Sunday to do that, you know, even if it's once a month, but he needs somebody, you know, you need to have a little bit of a geek in you, you know, if you, if you don't really reliably know how to get your email, don't go back there. We, we, we can't start from there, but if, if you have reasonable technology abilities, I mean, even with the camera, just pointing the camera and being able to move it. That's not a high-tech skill, you know. So we really, really, really need your help with that. And so check that off. Kevin is an awesome teacher. He can train you. Um, the, um, let's see, what else is on that list? Cleaning. It hasn't really been a problem when nobody's been here. But now that people are here we need to clean our building. So if you would be willing, you know, once a month to be part of the cleaning team. Um, I don't see Rachel here today, is she? Yeah, Rachel and Ian have been holding down the fort and Rosa and Chelsea and Kevin and Pamela and Hank and Steve. Um, Amy and Vivian, so, but yeah, Rachel's been awesome. Ian is now in Bali. Yes. 
So I'm sure we'll, we'll end up with some kind of a retreat in Bali now that we have all these people there. But, <laughs> but for now, we would love for you to help with that. So um, I don't, I'm not looking at the list in front of me, Claire. What else are the things that are most important? Whoops. The prayer team. Mm -hmm. We need people for that. Um, social media, you know, that's how we get the word out there. So if you haven't filled those out, I see somebody hasn't put it in there, but please don't leave without filling that out and let us know how you can be part of this community because it doesn't happen by itself. And I'll tell you, my, my low for this time has been feeling like, I, I don't know. I don't know how big our community is anymore. I don't know who's gone away, who's never coming back. I, I don't have a way to measure it because if, unless I see you chatting on social media, who knows? You know, I don't see you. And so now that we're coming back together again, we need to step in and rebuild our community in the way that we want it to be. Jim. And you're specifically looking for some brawn, right? Yeah, brute force. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the food drive has already happened. And Anna, I want to thank you for yeah. starting this out. I know it's a program that's been going on for a while, but you got us involved in it. And you've been here every other month on a Saturday for an hour, just and then taking it. And I'm so happy that we can be proud of it part of it yeah all right so next week we're going to be um, starting a new season it's the summer of love so <laughs> all right so let's we're going to end with um, the prayer of protection and then we have a wonderful closing song so let's say the prayer of protection together. Are there any kids that want to come up here and, and lead us in that process? Miles, do you want to come up? All right, Nolan. All right. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is. Because I am. Because I am. Woo! All right. Sing along if you know it. Look all around. There's nothing but blue sky.